a production of the Mesa Chamber of Commerce. Visit us at mesachamber.org. Good morning, everybody, and welcome. My name is Bob Nelson. I am the Director of Communications for the Mesa Chamber of Commerce. And today we have with us a couple of very exciting guests, and they are going to share with us some information about an important survey that they have uh, recently published. So uh, let's get right to it. Joining us today is the CEO of uh, Southwest Business Credit Services, Mr. Rich Adams, and a managing partner for Udall Shumway, Mr. Steve West. Gentlemen, thank you for joining us today. Welcome, Bob. Glad to be here. Good to be with you, Bob. So let me um, let me just go ahead and open it up uh, real quick, Rich, if you just want to give us a bit of an elevator speech about uh, Southwest Business Credit Services. Well, thank you, Bob. We are a full service business to business credit reporting agency. Uh, we provide business credit information. We also provide what we call industry credit groups, which are real time forums for the exchange of business to business credit information. Uh, trade credit or business credit is uh, probably one of the most important engines of the economy. Uh, our clients primarily are in construction, agrichem, print and advertising media, and wholesale foods. And trust me, those industries don't go very far or very fast without supplier credit to the end user. And that's who we serve. We also provide professional education, uh, an annual conference on uh, construction and commercial credit. And uh, we've been uh, actually in operation in Arizona since 1927. Nice. Proud member of the Mesa Chamber of Commerce. Indeed you are. And uh, Steve, tell us a little bit about Udall Shumway. Thanks, Bob. Uh, we're a, a group of uh, hardworking attorneys that trying to help Arizona consumers and businesses meet their goals. And uh, we've been around since 1965, founded by Mesa attorney David Udall and Tempe attorney Dale Shumway. We've been going strong ever since. Uh, we look forward to a, a bright future for Arizona. Excellent. So let's um, let's kind of start with a, a real quick high overview of this uh, survey. Um, it is kind of what what our what the participants of the survey are looking forward to in the future. But you guys started this uh, according to some conversation I had with Rich maybe about three years ago. Is that right, Rich? Yes, that's right. This is the third year we've conducted the survey in conjunction with Udall Shumway. Um, one of the uh, partners there, an attorney, Jim Reed, who's a great friend of many of our clients, um, loves to provide education to our clients when needed. He's been a frequent speaker at our conferences and seminars. Um, this was actually Jim's idea. Uh, I believe it carried forward from something he had done at another firm several years ago with fair success. And he proposed it to me a little over three years ago that we rekindle this thing because having joined Udall Shumway, Jim really fell in love with the East Valley. And he thought that as Steve mentioned earlier, this type of a service could be really beneficial to businesses, particularly small businesses operating in the East Valley. So uh, we launched it. And uh, the first year, I think somewhere around 100 responses. Uh, last year, uh, we may have broken 300 last year or got real close to it. And this year is an easy number for me to remember, 327. I was a real fan of the old small block Chevy 327 when I was a kid. <laughs> so I remember that number real easy. <laughs> Steve, what would you like to add? Now that that's uh, I think that sums it 
sums it up well, Rich. Uh, we, uh, after we heard Jim's idea, it just felt like it, it was a, an idea whose time had come, especially for the East Valley where so much is, is happening, but really for all of Arizona, there's so much happening all over the state and within the, the Phoenix metro area. And getting a good grasp on, on the feelings, the thoughts of our, our business leaders, uh, we felt would, would be very beneficial to, the, to all of us. We, we could get a good sense of where, uh, where things are now, what, what's anticipated and what recommendations business leaders have. And then we can communicate that to, to uh, policymakers and help uh, maybe be part of the discussion going forward. So let's, uh, before we dig into the details of the results, let's, um, let's go ahead and find, let people know how they can get a hold of this. So uh, Steve, do you, do you have them there at Udall Shumway? Can people download them? How can people get a copy? Yes, we can, uh, we, we can if you want to um, email us here at Udall Shumway, uh, you can email me uh, or Jim Reed. My, uh, my email address is slw at udallshumway.com. So popular was it that uh, we printed 300 initial copies and uh, we did a reprint. We ran out and uh, I have a limited number of hard copies that I would say uh, would be available on a first come first request basis. And we also have this in electronic form. Um, and uh, Bob, I think you're going to post uh, our various contact information at the end. The other thing I'd like to add is three very important partners in the collection of this information in addition to the mesa chamber of commerce which we thank you for uh, visit mesa our uh, local convention and visitors bureau visit mesa and phoenix east valley partnership um, john lewis and his group were kind enough to distribute this survey to their collect uh, respective memberships so we, we really thank them cool so let's kind of let's talk first about how you organized the data that you've collected. So it looks like you've got different sections. The first section is kind of asking the participant to talk about what their expectations are for 2022. Um, so, Rich, if you kind of want to just touch a little bit on um, some of the maybe the philosophy behind some of the questions that are there. And, and maybe share some of the surprising results that you got and, and maybe some of the you know, some of the, oh yeah, that was totally expected results. Sure. Well, these questions were uh, initially in, in broad form developed by uh, Jim Reed and myself uh, three years ago. Um, and it was in the similar format. Now let's talk about, or let's let the respondent talk first about their company. Uh, then we asked them to comment about their views and anticipations of the Arizona economy and uh, the new one, and that's pretty much what it was limited to, then the new one is recommendations for improvement, which we hope um, policymakers and elected officials might pay a little bit of attention to. It's uh, a voice of the business community. So uh, last year's survey we felt was, was heavy in questions relative to uh, COVID and, and the pandemic and uh, the way that was affecting businesses uh, we felt that um, it was time to move beyond that because uh, our, our feeling was in the fall when we put these together that uh, we were starting to emerge from that. Hopefully, as we move into 2022, we continue to emerge uh, 
and it becomes less of a focus. So I think our intention was to raise the focus of, of the respondents to look forward. Um, so that, that's a little bit of the genesis on the questions. Um, I, I think I would characterize this first section as overall very optimistic. Um, as, I, as I read through the responses, for example, uh, in 2022 compared to 21, do you anticipate net revenues for your company will increase, decrease, or remain the same? A full 85% anticipate revenues to increase. Um, purchasing new equipment, making investments, capital improvements, a full 70% uh, plan to do things of this nature as we move into 2022. Um, with that said, um, there's also an anticipation that inflation will continue to increase. However, um, I, I tend to wonder if these questions, particularly the question about inflation were asked today as opposed to in late fall, whether uh, an even larger portion would suspect that inflation will become a greater challenge as we move forward. Um, maybe I'll stop there and uh, see if Steve has any, uh, any perspectives on these. I think my perspective is uh, th th this reflects a lot of what we're hearing uh, in the news media and elsewhere about recovery, that, that there's a, that there's this uh, engine ready, revving but, and ready to, ready to move forward. And uh, some of these responses reflect that. But of course, then we've had some, some recent jolts. Uh, the, uh, the unexpected in, uh, increases, they, they weren't totally unexpected, but maybe larger increases in inflation than, than the Fed and others were expecting. And then, of course, the, the situation with Russia and Ukraine. And, uh, but in general, I think this, this reflects uh, optimism for our, our local economy. And it also uh, pre presents some conundrums. They're, they're anticipating that employment will increase. But uh, then, of course, we have uh, questions later that indicate that we may not have uh, enough employees to, to fill all the jobs. So it, 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 it is consistent with what, uh, what we've, we've been hearing nationally with a few uh, little changes. So that kind of that kind of leads into um, one of the interesting things uh, prior to starting this session uh, that Rich and I talked about was that there were some points where questions were asked and, and respondents kind of leaned one way. And then based on a later question, the respondents kind of leaned against that way. Um, talk a little bit about that. Why do you think that that uh, why do you think that that trend happened and what do you think it means? Well, I'll throw that open. So, well, here's here's one example that I would point to. We uh, we talk about uh, do you anticipate that bank lending levels and credit lines for Arizona businesses will increase, decrease, decrease or remain the same? And we're evenly split, a third, a third, and a third. Yet, if we fall back a few questions, do you anticipate an increase or decrease in sales of goods or services supplied by your company on credit? And a full 75% anticipate an increase. So, while they anticipate their accounts receivable sales to increase by uh, seven out of 10, they're not anticipating that levels of credit extended will increase. So, I don't know whether that is. Uh, uh, um, based on how the question was phrased, 
but it's it's a bit inconsistent to me that uh, you would expect those credit terms sales to increase by that much, yet you're split a third, a third, and a third on whether overall lending will increase. Um, we talk about debt levels, 50% um, anticipated an increase in their company's customer account debt levels, yet sales are increasing by 75%. So I don't know, you could read a lot into that, and these were high-level questions. It could just simply be that they anticipate 25% of that will be cash. Um, so there are, there, are, there are some things that cause you to look a little deeper into the question. And um, from, my, from my perspective, those are questions that get fine-tuned a little bit more or a follow-up question is asked when we do this again. Okay. So let me, um, before I kind of drive into section two, let me ask real quick, if, if I own a restaurant in downtown Mesa, and I hear about this survey and I download a copy of the survey and I'm looking at this survey, what information as, a, as you know, almost a micro business owner am I looking at that I can act on in my business over the next you know, six months to a year? Well, I think you can glean a few things from it. I think you can glean that uh, the general consensus is, is that business is good and getting better. Um, so you might feel better about making some hiring decisions. You might feel better about ordering that new commercial refrigerator that you've been considering buying. Uh, you might consider going to the bank and asking for additional capital to expand your business. I think the other thing that you can glean from it is that while things look good and uh, we feel pretty good about putting the help wanted sign out, we may have a hard time finding something. So um, I, I, I think those are some initial things you could gather. Steve? Well, I, th I think one of, this is obviously a high level survey. And if I'm a new business owner looking at this, I, I can see trends, but I can also say, uh, I need to ask more questions. So for example, uh, do you anticipate an increase or decrease in the number of companies competing locally? 54% said no change, but there were another 35 or 36% that said, we expect an increase. And if I'm a, an owner of a new business, I, I'd want to know, well, which, which businesses are we talking about? Uh, obviously, uh, we'd have to drill down into the information, get a little more data about that. But, um, and then do you anticipate that employment hiring at your company will increase? Uh, that would tell me that 70% uh, are anticipating increased hiring, which tells me that there's going to be competition in the employment market. Again, what, what industries are we talking about? But at least it gives you a general trend of what a lot of leaders in the, in the East Valley and primarily, but some in, in, uh, in Phoenix, what, what they're thinking. You know, Bob, I, uh, it's just a rumor, but I've, I've been told that it may be Part of the reason that uh, our good mayor announced that it's always cool in Mesa about a week ago is that he may have read this report. <laughs> nice. So um, let me let me just uh, let me transition here into section two. So section two talks about the Arizona's economy in a larger sense. The very first question I think sets a very important tone for that, which is their optimism for um, how we're doing. And, you know, obviously there's 75% of the respondents in that question said that they're expecting Arizona's economy to increase. 
Um, but there's not an insignificant number of respondents that kind of think maybe we might decrease a little bit. Any thoughts on who those, like what industries those people might be in? You know, I, I think it points to something Steve mentioned just a few moments ago is that um, we could probably do a better job in future surveys of learning more about the industry sectors that respondents are, are answering these questions from. Um, I, would, I would suspect, and this is just what I have gathered in talking to a number of our business clients, it may be um, industries where hiring needs cannot be met. It may be industries where uh, supply chain issues are hitting the hardest. Um, I think those are the two that I would suspect. And, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting on this question. I was on a call uh, with CEOs of similar organizations to mine from different parts of the country. And some of the folks on the East Coast uh, indicated that some of their clients are starting to see cash flow in the construction industry and related industries start to slow. And we haven't seen that here. So I don't know whether that's uh, a regional issue, uh, could be weather related, I don't know. But th that is one of the types of things that our organization listens for and passes on to our clients. And we also look for those trends to emerge here. So those are my two best guesses, Bob, uh, about that 15% that responded that way. Okay. And I, and I just um, I just wanted to see what your thoughts were on that very next question that talks about anticipated lending levels and credit lines. That question got split a third, a third, and a third. Uh, and typically, that usually means there's there's not a lot of consensus in regards to what's happening out there with that. Any any thoughts on that? Well, um, I can speak a bit more well informed. In, in terms of a local uh, community bank, Gateway Bank here in Mesa that um, I am a member of its board of directors. Um, this is not what Gateway is seeing. Uh, as a local community bank, uh, Gateway enjoys uh, a very healthy stream of new business applications and opportunities. Uh, so I, I don't know, and that's from the bank side. So this would not be an accurate view of uh, what's happening in that local community bank. Um, when, when a group of over 300 answers like this, I think you could read a lot of different things into it. It could just be that uh, there were adequate lines of credit with reserves. It could be that cash flow is sufficient to finance their growth opportunities and aspirations. Um, I'm not so sure about the ones that are talking about decreases. So um, that's definitely a question that it would be interesting to know the industry sectors of the respondents and uh, particularly why would you feel that, that this type of activity would decrease? Hmm. Steve, what are your thoughts? Well, I'm, I'm with Rich and, and you. I think we're all uh, a little puzzled by that the uh, the responses there one would think that in a and an, an exciting economy like arizona's that the business owners might be a little more optimistic about the banks lending more 
but uh, I'm with you. I don't. I, I think we'd have to drill down and actually uh, talk to some some of the specific respondents about the, those who said you think that bank lending levels or credit lines will decrease. That that may be a a micro rather than a macro answer. Individual businesses that may have anticipated their own levels dropping. So it's really hard to say. Yeah, no, I'm okay. So Steve, let me carry you through to uh, a different question on the survey. There's a question about people's opinions on large corporations that are moving into the area. So Facebook, uh, uh, Google, Apple, all of those guys moving into the area. The, the question basically wasn't so much if that's going to continue, but if that has a positive or a negative impact uh, on the state. And it seemed like at 90%, that's a pretty overwhelming uh, response that that is positive behavior. So I'm curious what your thoughts are on what you suspect people are seeing in that. Well, it, it would be an intuitive response, really. Uh, I don't have any data uh, to support it, but I mean, we we are uh, we are a growing economy. We have we are welcoming new businesses, and those new businesses are bringing in uh, with, with with jobs and and they consumers and housing. And so, in general, uh, the the impact of all of this on other businesses who are already here would be uh, would be very favorable. We would we would anticipate more sales, uh, more. Uh, uh, more more progress uh, from the, the uh, work that these uh, big companies are bringing in. Uh, having having said that, I'm not sure everybody has thought through what kind of impact are these companies going to have on our ability to provide water and and on what are they what impact will they have on infrastructure? And we we tend to look at the exciting part first, and then oh yeah. I forgot about that later, but uh, I think this is maybe just a, a response that most of us would have. We're very excited to see new businesses come in and we'll take care of the other things uh, as we, as they come at us. I think, I think we're doing a better job now as a, as a state and as a, as, as a local economy of trying to anticipate some of the negative effects uh, trying to build those kinds of things in than, than we did 20 years ago. But it's still, I'm not sure everybody's thought, thought, thought all of the net potential negative effects completely through yet. So it's interesting that you point that out because that question does actually come up in the survey later on. And there is a fairly strong sentiment at about 75% that thinks that lack of access to uh, significant water supplies will impact revenues. Rich, what do you, what do you kind of, glean from that? Well, I think taking the, the two questions together, um, I think one of the reasons we see such an overwhelmingly positive response to the question of business relocation is if you're a restaurant, if you are a construction company or material supplier, or you're a car dealer, you're happy to see all these businesses coming in. And if you're a residential realtor, you're really happy, uh, or on the commercial side. So I think a lot of that 90% positive is driven by immediate positive fallout from these businesses relocating. Example, TSMC, I counted 17 cranes in the air 
at that construction site when last I drove out that way. So a lot of people are working, a lot of people are providing concrete and materials and other, other uh, building materials out there. So they're real happy about it and they're part of that 90%. Then you jump over to that water question. Um, I, I think in a personal opinion and just and gathered from talking to people in, uh, in my client base, I think the water issue is, is a critical issue that's not going to go away and I, I jumped back pre-COVID to um, maybe three to four years ago. Uh, you may remember uh, Governor Ducey held a press conference and he invited in former governor and former Secretary of the Interior, Bruce Babbitt, who talked about uh, the, uh, the water compact that had been renegotiated. And at that time, I was curious enough to go back and replay it. At that time, uh, the announcement was, we've done great work here and a lot of our problems are solved. Well, in the meantime, Lake Mead continues to drop and farmers in uh, the Central Valley here on Casa Grande are still crying for water and it's not just limited to that. So um, I think water is going to be a huge problem and a huge challenge, but then let's come back to Facebook, which um, if I correctly read the material and paid attention to uh, the Mesa Office of Economic Development's presentation, that is a, a, a water, uh, it is a zero net use facility. So I think there are ways that these problems are being addressed, but uh, I think the real challenge is the more residential units, the more water use, and uh, assuming we can get them built, where does that water come from? So. Um, I think it's a real challenge for uh, our leadership. Excellent. So let's let's transition a little bit into um, a couple of areas that are obviously buzzwords right now, the first of which being transportation. Um, the survey does a pretty decent job of pulling out some data in regards to people's feelings on transportation, both where we are currently with transportation and then kind of if we're going to be able to meet those needs. Um, Steve, do you want to kind of just touch a little bit on that piece and, and see what, if there's any trend to glean out of those results? Yeah, I, I think um, I think it's probably reflective to some extent, uh, and it, it, it reflects the, uh, the mood of the country about, in general about infrastructure. We saw the bipartisan approach to infrastructure in Congress. We've seen the, the passage of a bill that is, is, is so hopefully sending immense um, funds to the states to help improve infrastructure. And I think the, the question about our roads and bridges and railways and other infrastructure reflects just in general our feeling that we need to, we need to focus on those things more uh, both as a country and as a state. Uh, so hopefully that, that's, the, that's the challenge and maybe some of the good news is that help is on the way. But I, I think that there's more to be done and I think this, is, this sends a clear signal to our legislators. While there are, there are things of importance, this is a very, very important thing to our, our business community and ultimately to our consumers, to our, our population in general. And then I, I think the, the question about mass transit is also interesting, but um, 
often uh, business leaders are maybe lean a little more conservative and, and you see uh, um, maybe and some to some extent an antipathy towards uh, mass transit. But I think over time, I think we've all been educated and we've seen the benefits of mass, mass transit, how it can help our communities. And I think this answer is, is instructive. Uh, over 50% feel that it's not enough and we need to do more to, to facilitate movement around our, our, our community. So um, again, this may just be uh, drilling down a little bit more into some of the, uh, some of the data, but uh, in general, I think it reflects a, a desire on the part of the business community to improve our infrastructure and also improve our access to mass transit. Cool. And uh, Rich, I'm going to shoehorn in before I have you guys, because I know the survey itself didn't necessarily ask a specific question about housing, but I'm going to shoehorn in one something real quick, and that's education, because um, there are some pretty uh, there are some pretty poignant questions asked in the survey surrounding education. And if you would, Rich, tell us a little bit about what you think those results are telling everybody about the state of education here. Well. Uh if there was a question here that really didn't surprise me, uh, these didn't surprise me because I've been fortunate to served on Mesa's Economic Development Advisory Board for a number of years and it has been a constant concern and a constant focus. Workforce development, um, education and training, and this question, the last question that talks about, uh, do you believe Arizona's K-12 through community colleges and universities? produce an adequate workforce. Clearly, a bit over half of the respondents still don't think so. Um, and I think part of that is uh, we continue to see uh, new technological businesses, uh, TSMC, uh, Facebook, Google. Uh, they're looking for folks that have some basis in, in uh, this type of formal education. And what they're telling us here is they don't think we're doing it half the time. Um, here, uh, probably a better answer than I thought we would get, 42% uh, feel that uh, the workforce exists that is qualified for these jobs, but it's pretty evenly split. So I think, uh, I think education, I think uh, workforce development remains a very important issue as it as it always has been. I think we've I think we've gained some ground, um, not as much as I would like. And uh, just to circle back real quickly to the Steve's comments on transportation, I think we are so fortunate to have had uh, leaders with the vision. Uh, Jack Sellers comes to mind on uh, transportation. Had we not started building the freeways when we did. Um, I think part of this 74.4% that said no, make the drive every day out of Santan Valley or Queen Creek to uh, uh, parts west. So, They're all on Ellsworth Road, apparently. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But, uh, but so I think I think education uh, and, and workforce development remain just greatly important to um, uh, our economy remaining strong. How do I have the workforce? Let me kind of let you close out with one last question, and this is this is going to be very much a, what your thoughts are, because the I didn't see a specific survey question, 
related to housing, but I do want to kind of see if there's data that you can pull out of here that gives you any indication where people are at in relation to housing. Obviously, the market's been insanely hot right now and, and so on. And so if, if you would um, share a little bit about what your thoughts are and what the results of this survey might indicate people feel about housing right now. Well, um, I think there's a great demand, clearly. There's, there's no question about that. And I think that, uh, I think it poses a challenge to our communities and, and leadership. There was a recent article a couple of weeks ago in the East Valley Tribune, I believe, um, a group of business leaders, and I would assume these are developers, uh, residential construction interests, have uh, retained Elliot Pollack, who did a study. And uh, Elliot's not painting a very bright picture for what happens to the overall health of the economy here in the East Valley and the Valley in general, if we don't solve this residential construction problem. We got people coming here to accept positions and there's no place for them to live. And uh, I think one of the tripwires in that, and uh, there's a number of examples I could cite, is our city councils are going to start receiving pressure from a number of areas to take parcels, which are designated employment sites and rezone them to residential construction. This is a trip, this is the trap we've fallen into before, where we deny ourselves future opportunities for economic engines, which are employment sites, in exchange for a quick fix. Uh, let's build some apartments here. In my opinion, that's a mistake. And I think we need to take a very hard look at that. Clearly, we've we've been so successful, particularly I'm proud to say here in the city of Mesa in attracting employers that we now have a problem as to where to house them. So I don't have those answers, but I think we have some very good people, whether we start here at the local level, we look uh, to the broader picture uh, with some uh, GPAC and other organizations that uh, are trying to bring these jobs here. I think we need to uh, focus ourselves on where to house people affordably but I think that, uh, you know, we've talked about several things, education, water, and workforce housing. Um, those are three big issues that um, I think need to stay in the spotlight and we need to find a way to address. And uh, I, I think I've just come up with the basis of some questions for the 2023 survey. Steve, you got thoughts on that? Well, part, part of my thought on the, uh, is, uh, Bob is um, the, the survey that that's kind of what this survey will hopefully do is begin to help be part of the process of better focusing our attention on the challenges before us. And I think it also illustrates the importance of groups like the East Valley Partnership and the Chamber and Visit Mesa, where we can get together and we can talk together about uh, solutions to some of these challenges that we face. Uh, the, the, Rich is right that we, we faced this before and hopefully we can learn from the past and uh, maybe even look at what other communities have done to, to address uh, the housing problem. But they're, they're, it's not without pain. It's not without uh, somebody 
stepping up to be a leader and, and acknowledging that we've got to change the way we do things. We, we can't have, have prices keep going up and up and up and keep people out of the housing market and expect to attract employers. So it's a, and, and then we can't expect to attract employers if we're not educating our kids and, and helping them be in the, the, the industries that uh, the businesses uh, where the demand is. And, but it's, it is um, hope, the hope, our hope that having this survey go forward, getting even some of, uh, we can actually educate the survey by talking to some of the business leaders and asking the right questions. Then we get the data and we can talk about it in the coming year and adjust and, and, and address the changes that need to be addressed. So I don't, I certainly don't have the answers. I don't know that any of us have all of the answers to these, these questions, but at least we're, we're talking about them and we're, we're focusing on them. And we have leaders in place now who can use, uh, solutions that will affect greatly affect the future we can we can find solutions to these challenges cool would either of you like to add anything else before we uh close only to uh, express my gratitude to the mesa chamber of commerce uh, visit mesa and phoenix east valley partnership for their participation in this uh we're so much we're able to reach so many more people uh, we're, we're that much stronger and uh, hopefully the data is that much more meaningful. So uh, just just our thanks to uh, you, Bob, at the chamber, uh, Steve West, to, to be able to work with a, such a, a well-rooted and prestigious firm as Udall Shumway on a project like this is really an honor. And I, I thank you for that, Steve. Thank you, Rich. And, and back at you, we're very grateful to you for, for helping to su su support this survey and uh, Bob, thank you for the opportunity to, to get the word out, to get some info, get the information out. We would love to have many more participants in the coming years. Uh, and uh, we, uh, we, we genuinely hope that this can help the discussion and, and inform the debate and that we can all become more knowledgeable about the challenges that, that we face and in, then intelligently address them as leaders in the community and in our businesses. I think the final thing to say is uh, I, there really is strength in numbers and there is strength in unity. There is, uh, while we are all in competition, there are some things that we need to do to, we need to unify together to address the common problems. And I think this survey helps us uh, move, move in that direction. Well, thank you both, Rich Adams, uh, CEO, Southwest Business Credit Services, and Steve West, Managing Partner at Udall Shumway, for joining me today to talk about the 2022 Economic Valley Economic Outlook Survey uh, that was just completed and released here at the beginning of the year. Uh, one more time, uh, Rich, if you want to let people know how they can get a copy of the survey. Yes, if, uh, if they'd like a hard copy, I have a limited number I'll uh, distribute on a first-come, first-served basis, or... An electronic version is available. Email me at rich at swbcs.com. Otherwise, thank you both for joining us today. I appreciate your time. I know that there's a lot of heady subjects involved in a survey like this and, and a lot of forward looking that uh, a lot of times they would say, don't forward look because you end up looking the wrong way. But um, thank you both for taking the time to speak with us today. Have a great rest of your day and we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Bob. Thank you, Bob.
Stay connected to Mesa Chamber social media, email newsletters, Monday morning message, and mesachamber.org to always know what's happening at your Mesa Chamber.